History Notes. Welcome to History Notes, a product of the Education Department of the Greensboro History Museum. History Notes reports on the people, places, monuments, and events that have shaped our society. Sometimes we examine what has occurred long ago, and at times we look at history happening now. Grab a pad, a pen, or a digital device and get engaged with History Notes. Good day, everyone. I'm Roddy Dawson, Curator of Education at the Greensboro History Museum, and we're here for another edition of History Notes, the program that highlights events, people, places, and things that have made an impact on our community. And uh, we're going to kind of go back and forth today with someone that was an organizer during the protests of 2020 after the killing of George Floyd. And he's also one of the persons depicted in a uh, picture that went viral, was on CNN and E! News, and we have it displayed in our Pieces of Now exhibit. So we thought it a good idea to bring Pastor Michael Harris. He told me I can call him Michael Harris uh, to bring him here. He's also a fellow veteran of mine um, and talk about his activism. And it just didn't stop there. And I imagine it didn't start there either. Uh, but why it's so important for him to be a community activist, to have a voice. And the hope is that we have some teachers out there listening or just some people that are around young folks uh, to show them. Um, when we talk about this mural, that you know, one of the things that mural depicts is that you're never too young to have a voice. We got a four-year-old young lady uh, that had a mighty loud voice with the help of uh, Pastor Harris here. So we're going to talk talk to him about how he's giving folks voices, giving assisting them with giving them a voice through his activism, through his work, uh, that seems to be nonstop. So Michael Harris, uh, originally from Reedsville. Yes, sir. Thank you for taking a short trip <coughs> to Greensboro and being a guest here on History Notes. Thank you for having me. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. It, let's go get into it, and um, then we'll take a small break uh, halfway through this. But talk to us about you know who you are, your upbringing, and uh, what I'm looking for is whom or what instilled this passion inside <laughs> of you to make a, a better community. All right. Uh, as you said, my name is Michael Harris from Reedsville, North Carolina, uh, born and raised uh, by my grandparents. All praise and glory goes to God. Uh, that's one reason why I am who I am today. And the second is my grandparents. Rest in peace to them. Um, Barbara and Robert Harris. Uh, I was raised by them. After the age of three, when my mother went down a little downward spiral and after my aunt had passed, my grandparents took me in. So, Back in the early 80s, when I was born in 1985, that was going on a lot. Grandparents was raising kids. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so uh, I had, to, um, I would say, the great benefits from being raised by some two great people. And that was my grandparents that loved me dearly until 2014 and 15. They both passed while I was incarcerated um, for some stuff that I'd done. Um, that don't make me a bad person. Just made a bad choice. Made bad choices. Right, exactly. So, uh, were your grandparents? Did they study history? Uh, what was their? What well, was my grand my grandfather was history. He was born nineteen twenty eight. Uh, mm -hmm. twenty one kids. Um, twenty one of them. He was the second oldest. Him, my aunt Mary, and they was very influential in my life. They always would teach me things to talk about things. My granddaddy couldn't read or write. Mm -hmm. Uh, my grandma could have had like a eighth grade education, but she, they was both smart in their in an old school way. If you right. understand that, like the old school smartness that I might not could do what you do, but I could do I could do it though. Mm -hmm. You know, I might not could read like you can, but I can I can do something though. Mm -hmm. So my granddaddy worked for Fieldcrest for like twenty seven years and couldn't read and write. Mm 
Right. But I seen the drive that he had that with the less education that he had because he had to raise his brothers and sisters, mm-hmm. work the farm. And back then in 1928, you know, there was a lot of things going on that wasn't, you know, people wasn't able to get the type of education that we able to get now. Absolutely. Gotcha. So that, and at some point in time, uh, you joined the military. Yes, 2003. 2003, you joined the United States Army. Yes. And see, I was... I was out by then. <laughs> yeah, I'm much older than you. I didn't realize. Yeah, <laughs> so I'm 36, 36. Yeah, I was I was out. I was in the first version. You was Desert Storm. There you go. Yeah. So, I was Operation Iraqi Freedom. Okay. All right. So we were in the same area. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Just same land. Same, yeah, yeah. So, uh, but what made you join the military? Uh, 2002, me and my um, cousin, rest in peace to him, he uh, passed away last year. Around this time, June the 25th, he got shot with a gun wound and passed from that. Um, just was coming up in high school. And we, was, we was excelling as great athletes. Mm-hmm. Um, but I knew athlete wasn't going to be for me because I was short. Uh, mm. But I was great playing sports, you know. At the Did site. you play football? Yeah, I started linebacker for Reza Rams. I was on the first. We was on. The, I was a part of the first state championship in 32 years that started the tradition that has in Reza now. I was gonna say, was well, they a powerhouse back then? Yeah, we, yeah, I was started linebacker. I was all county, all conference, uh, okay. defensive player of the year. So I that right there, I wanted to play sports, but then I was like, I need something that's gonna be more like sustainable or concrete. Mm-hmm. So a recruiter, you know how the recruiters would come in and we talked to every branch of the service and I was like, well, Navy and that Coast Guards ain't for me because I don't like swimming. Mm-hmm. Air Force, I don't like flying. Yeah. So we talked, we narrowed down to Marines and the Army. I went, I was in Marines, RTC. My godfather, rest in peace to him, Top Griffin, was my mentor, my father, uh, all in one. Uh, wanted me to go to Marines, but then I narrowed it down to the Army. Right. So me and my cousin signed, verbally signed in 2002. We went in in 2003, July the 1st. Uh, it was like, we need to do something with our life. So we mm-hmm. went in and I was a battle buddy system. Okay. All right. And so you got a chance to see, of course, um, Iraq. Yeah, so, I was in so. Iraq in 2004. I was in Baghdad in Bilal. I told, like mm-hmm. I stated earlier, I was in, uh, it was called Operation Iraqi Freedom then. Mm-hmm. It just broke out in 2001. Um, did you go anywhere else? Any other countries and get a chance uh, to visit? No, Germany. I visited Germany for like two days, one yeah, on one uh, visit, and then coming back, I visited for like a few hours. Mm-hmm. But now my first duty station was Germany, but I was like, no, nah, I'm not going overseas. But I was young then. So I was like, how, how do I not go to overseas? And it was like, well, you can go to airborne school. And I was like, dang, I just said I won't fly. Yeah. But then the first time I ever fly, I had to jump out of a perfect good plane. So right. I'm a paratrooper. Woo woo to that. Uh, yeah, yeah. I was not in 82nd. I was in Coscom or Riggers. Mm-hmm. They uh, packed shoots, but my MOS was 92 Alpha. A lot of people do. I ain't going to say a lot of people, but that's a very um, popular MOS in the uh, military because that's a supply guy. Right. We supply. Without us, there's no military. No, I was a 76 Yankee. So Truck driver. No, no, that was supply. Back oh, that was, I was okay. In, All right, there we they go. They changed it to 92 Alpha. 92 Alpha, Alpha and 92 Yankee. Mm-hmm. But we did our, we're talking Army stuff now, but we did our uh, MOS training at the same Fort place, Lee. Fort Lee, right? Yeah, yeah. Right, and I was airborne as well. Okay, well, yeah. all right, there we go then. Fort yeah. Benning? Yeah, that's why I went to jump school, yeah, but I yeah. was, I did it hoping I would be stationed closer to home, and it never happened. Well, I, I got bragged, but yeah. it, I shouldn't have because that spoiled me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Gotcha. So, you know, you did you develop a love for country or did you have a love for country before that? I always had a love for country because my grandmother. My grandmother loved everybody. I don't care who you was. Mm-hmm. Um, she showed me how to show love to everybody. 
she didn't just tell me, she showed me. Mm-hmm. Um, my grandma was the, like, grandmother, mother, hen of Reesville. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows my grandma. You know, to this day, people say, yo, my grandma's still leaving. She's the sweetest lady. I was like, I gotta tell me, you know, she passed 2015. So she showed me how to love and showed me how to love this country. Then during my time in the service, it, it put a nasty taste in my mouth to not love this country. Because of the war we was fighting that we never created. Mm-hmm. And then because we fighting a war and we go fight this war and you don't you don't help your soldiers when they come back. A lot of you people that you see out here with these signs on, signs are homeless veterans. Homeless right. You know, not saying that it's the call military is the biggest cause of it, but it's a part of the problem because what happens is a lot of them start using drugs and alcohol and you don't give you no counseling while you're in there. Right. Gotcha. And so yeah, and and that is a little known fact, uh percentage of veterans that make up the homeless um, or unsheltered population yeah. that we see today. Um, so, and I ask that because oftentimes when you are becoming an activist to the degree that you are uh, or have, uh, people say, well, if you're always complaining, why do you, if you hate this country so much, uh, why don't you just leave? So have you ever gotten that? No, I've never gotten that. But okay. I've gotten a nasty emails and text messages, you know, and just I had to block, delete somebody the other day or um, a comment on one of the pages that I uh, oversee. I didn't even go back and forth with them. Well, to answer that question, to leave, well, I, I don't have to leave <laughs> somewhere that is, is belongs to everybody. Right. You know, I, I always state I post periodically throughout the months. They stole us. They sold us. They owe us. Mm-hmm. That's why I fight for this country. I fight for my peoples to get woke, to get conscious of the system medics nastiness. Like our system is sick and it needs to be healed. So that's why I fight for this country. It's just, you know, being in the military was another fight, you know, fighting wars. Now I'm in another war is fighting this systematic system out here. Uh, to awaken people uh, mm-hmm. um, that is that's lost out here in, in, in this watered down system. Okay, so were you active before George Floyd? I wasn't active with activism, but I was active in my community helping people. I coached little league football. Okay. Uh, as you said, I do ministry. Um, I always had a passion to help because I was shown this through my grandmother. Mm-hmm. So it's just it was something that was put in me. It says train up a child so when he get old he don't depart. I departed for a while. But then God brought me back to where I needed to be. What was it like for you the summer of 2020 before George Floyd? Oh, man, it was a lot of ministry work. Uh, we created, me and uh, my brother Chris and brother Dean and a couple other people, created street ministry. Uh-huh. So what we would do, would go to different sections in Reesville and preach the word uh, in Reesville, Madison, Eaton. Because the church is not in a building, it's in you. So what we was doing, I was taking my my activism to another level, um, being a, taking my ministry and all that to another level, and out into communities and just giving what God gave me, man. All right, so it's just it's just in you to give back. Yeah, it's just all in right. me. So uh, now the day of, and then you see what happens to George Floyd, and then. <laughs> Some days later, we have the uh, demonstrations downtown Greensboro. Um, what was it about that that particular incident that made you say, "I need to be a part of this 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 show of 
uh, we're not happy with the injustice that we're seeing. Well, it made me say enough is enough. And uh, in the, in the coming up to that incident, it was so ironic. You know, I was, I'm a seeker of knowledge and wisdom and understanding. I was watching um, a show on Netflix called The 13th Amendment. Yeah, I've seen it. <laughs> With Ava DuVernay. Yeah. The director. yeah. yeah. It, it, if you watch that, it either it'll change you, how you think about things, or it'll make you mad. Mm-hmm. One of the two. You know, and, and what it done was it, it it allowed me to see some things that was going on that I already said, I know that, but then it really said, oh, yeah, that I see I am correct. I'm not crazy. So when that happened, I seen George Floyd, you know, I seen Derek on, on this man, knee on his neck for eight minutes and 46 seconds. You're talking about Derek Chauvin. Yeah. I seen, I seen America's knee on me and your neck. For the 36 years I've been living and the many years you've been living, mm-hmm. your grandma, your mama's net, you know, on our life, on our visions, on our dreams. So I said, i never forget, I said, well, we'll go down there. No, you don't need to get involved in us. I'm going to have to go down there. So she tried to do everything she could to keep me from going. So it was just ironically that day I was going to come down here. It was Memorial Weekend. Mm-hmm. So I said, I was just going to go down there and show them the Civil Rights Museum and just show my kids and stuff some things and just show them the injustice in, in America, you know, to help them. And I ended up staying because I ran into some white allies and they said, uh, man, they're gonna be, it's going to be a demonstration down the road, blah, blah, blah. I said, well, I walked down there. And then that's mm-hmm. when I ran into a few other people. And then I ran into Jay and they was like, well, we're going to boom, boom, boom. And that's when... Everything happened. God well, just put this thing together. Well, yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. I'm going to take a break after this. You know, you, one thing to walk down there and join some folks. Right. It's another, th- another thing to walk down there and get in the front. Right. Well, so. That's why I said it, it wasn't designed by me. It was designed by God. Like, mm-hmm. it wasn't even... I didn't have the attention to be in the front of leading, a, leading this pro- protest with them. You know, because they already had what they was going to do because they had done something that, that day before. Right. I just wanted to, you know, lend a hand, let mm-hmm. them know I'm supporting you. I got your back. Whatever y'all need. You know, cause I don't do things for the forefront. I don't want to be on the front. Right. I, I'm, a, I'm a leader, but I know how to stay stay back and be a leader. Gotcha. I know how to assist. Okay. Get in where I fit in. I understand. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess you fit in in the front. And you, right. feel, that's that you, God. you feel that you were called to, to, to be out there, and that's good. And so uh, you, you kind of painted the picture of what, what kind of was instilled inside you that led you to, to lead the protest in the summer of 2020 after the killing of George Floyd. And when we come back, I want to talk about the picture that went viral that later became a mural that was the first piece that we acquired for Pieces of Now, which I can say is a, an award-winning exhibit now. I don't know if I've shared it with you, but great it's, job! You've done a great job. Well, shout it, out to Mr. Dawson for that. Well, it's all of us. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah your yeah, staff. Yeah, 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 you're right, right. Well, shout I mean, out to all of you. It's the entire staff, and it's every artist, yeah, every yeah. person that, because it's truly a, a community collaboration. And so they send their awards to the museum, but it's your award, it's Virginia's award, it's Jay, House of Blacks, yeah, it's Jay, yeah. For, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's everyone, all the folks, and um. So, and it's picked up its fourth award. As a matter of fact, we've been asked to present by the Arts Education Program, which is a part of the Education Commission for the United States. So it's a national presentation we're going to do. Congratulations. Sometime in, I think it's September 21st or something like that. But we'll take a break. We're going to come back and I'm going to ask you about that picture that became the first piece that was acquired for Pieces of Now. So we're sitting here with Pastor Michael Harris out of Reedsville, uh, who was very active in throughout Guilford County. 
been active uh, most of his young life, and uh, he's talked to us where that came from. So we'll come back and learn a little bit more here on History Notes. You've been listening to History Notes, a product of the Education Department of the Greensboro History Museum. To learn more about this podcast and many more, visit our website at www.greensborohistory.org. Now let's listen in to History Notes. All right, welcome back. Rodney Dawson, Curator of Education, Greensboro History Museum, and you're listening to History Notes. We're here with Michael Harris. He's also a pastor and a major activist in our area, uh, and he's uh, agreed to sit down with us for a little bit, and we talked about his upbringing. He uh, gives a lot of credit, all credit to God, but how God uh, has placed his grandparents in his life and left us, left us to go on to glory in 2014 and 15. But you still uh, remember the lessons they've taught you on how to love everyone. And uh, we talked about your time in the military. And a lot of people don't know there's the first picture that my director saw is a picture of a young four-year-old um, a white young lady. And we're going to call her. I don't know if I want to give her a name, even though it's out there. Uh, but uh, I, we're going to call her a bright future young lady. Yeah. She's uh, four years old. At the time, probably five now. And uh, so she's with her father. And her father asked the young, uh, bright future young lady, the four-year-old, and her brother said, y'all want to learn about protests. And they said, okay. And he told them, um, well, it's COVID-19, so stay close to me. So by this time, you're already, already out there. And you're marching in the streets. You're in the front. What's the temperature like? What time of day was it? It's hot. Um, it's, we are deep. And deep, it means there's a lot of people. And and the uh, the majority of the folks, how do they look? Like all majority a lot of white allies, a um, lot of different faith bases, more mm-hmm. white people, um, but uh, older white people at that too. More people just, man, I'm talking about the chance and, and the energy was like was no dull moment. It was mm-hmm. like people, you could feel the enough is enough in people. You mm-hmm. could feel that, hey man, I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. You could feel that, like. We stopped traffic, we kneeled, we um, chanted, fist up, and, and everybody was in sequence with this thing. Mm-hmm. Beautiful thing to see. Beautiful thing to feel. Okay. Beautiful okay. thing to be in, man. You know, just the energy of, of that people was pushing off. You know, mm-hmm. it's like the love and the joy and the happiness out there to say, man, why I say love, joy, and happiness? Because people think protest is about anger. It's not about you angry. It's about we can the people united can never be defeated, mm-hmm. and that's what we was feeling like we were uniting up and like all right we're gonna change ain't happening tomorrow but we can see change in the future. Gotcha. And we'll continue to fight. Now we hate we have to protest and do these things, but we'll do what we got to do to get these things. So it wasn't like an email link went out, an email chain no, went out. No, no. This was just organic. The org- email link was eight minutes and 46 seconds yeah. on TV. Mm-hmm. Enough well, is enough in America. The injustice of uh, uh, people before, Tamir Rice, uh, George, I mean, not George Ford, uh, Trayvon Martin, uh, Sandra Bland. Uh, I can go on and on. The list, mm-hmm. the, the list is too long. So right. that's what the email was. Like, hold on, man. Now we find that I can't think of the young lady's name that recorded it. That was the mm-hmm. email. Thank right. God for her. That right. brought us out in these streets. Gotcha, gotcha. And so we're showing up, and you're walking. It's it's hot, but do you feel the heat? You're just, no, you're engrossed in the. Uh, well, we can call it anointment. Uh, we can, you can <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. you can call it anointment because we stated earlier, man. You know, 
Um, I asked to pray before I did. We uh, went to march, and it was like, no. So I just prayed to the side. So I didn't know it. Like I stated, it was just the Holy Spirit, man, following, okay. you know, leading me and guiding me, man. And just all I, I, I was in tunnel vision, man, because I got stayed there enough is enough. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired, man. We are the voice for the voiceless. And when I say the voiceless, is the hashtags and the, and the families. Right. And those that want to say something and they can't say something. Okay. And so, and, uh, and if I have enough time, I'm asking you another question. So it's out there. It's hot. You're, you're feeling the, the, the unity amongst the people. And then all of a sudden, uh, you see this four-year-old uh, young white girl. Bright future. Bright future uh, running towards you. Yes. And so uh, what did you do? What, 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 what happened when she was running, it was a group coming down. Mm-hmm. And it was like, ho, 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 ho. I guess it felt like it might have been some antagonizers, but it wasn't. It was some people mm-hmm. joining us. Right. It was like a large group, too. And it was mm-hmm. like, hold on, get back with your dad, get back with. And so I was reaching out, and me and Jay was reaching out to get the young girl, because there is a picture of me and Jay with her hands together mm-hmm. at the same time. And we just started chanting, and she was chanting with us. So. And Jay is Jordan. Yes. Okay, you're talking yeah. about Jordan, who's yeah. also an educator yeah. in this area. So um, we just started chanting, and I was just. So she extends, I'm talking about the young, bright future. Yeah. She extends her hand. Mm-hmm. No inhibition. She doesn't see a uh, 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 black man with dreads. No. She just sees someone that she wants to join up with. You don't see, you have no inhibitions whatsoever. You extend your arm and, and grab Not her. even a second guess. It was Right. I, I see somebody. That could change the world. Mm. I see somebody that understands. You saw that in the four-year-old girl? I see that in, I seen that in her that I should see in people that's adults and not mm-hmm. just one race but all races. That we need to get along. Go, not just go along to get along. We need to get along mm-hmm. in America to fix this sickness in America. Mm-hmm. And so she grabs your hand. Unbeknownst to you all, I believe unbeknownst to you all, happens to be another educator who's on the scene and takes the picture. Yeah. Of you at the front of the line, walking hand in hand. with Alpha young... Photoshop. Right. Shout out to him. Right. Uh, Kevin Green. Kevin Green. Like I say, he's an educator, but a wonderful photographer. Has yes. Alpha, photo, alpha photography. Uh, he took he did the June 5th um, reflection yeah. program. Yeah. He took yeah. some great pictures of that, too. But he takes the picture, and then the picture just goes viral. Did just you God. Any... Yeah. And, and, and did you have any idea that it, it was I didn't viral? know. I, I did not have an idea about the picture, too. People started calling me it's like mm-hmm. you have you seen this picture like what are you talking about it's like you you in a picture that's went viral it's like it's all over the, uh, america i'm like no i haven't seen it people you know they started sending it to me after mm-hmm. that and uh, speaking to kevin he said people thought this thing was staged i don't mm-hmm. even know this little girl i don't <laughs> even know this family <laughs> it is staged by god yeah it's showing you know his his, his anointing his his, his his hands was in the work of this 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 rally, man. It's everything, man. It's all God. Okay. So she grabs your hand. Kevin Green takes the picture, and it's on CNN. It's on E News. Mm-hmm. A young uh, muralist who's a graphic artist who became a muralist mm-hmm. he does cartoon uh, art. Yeah, yeah. He Big says, shout out to him. yeah, to Marshall Lakes. He says, I want to paint something, but I only want to paint that picture I saw. So he comes out there, and then you talk to him, and. Yeah, we talked. Uh, he asked me for permission to do that, and I was like, "Yeah." But it, it, it at the um, if you put this Bible first at the end, so I was like, "Yeah." Right. We, so you're the reason. What is it? First Corinthians. First Corinthians ten, 10 and thirty one. Yeah. yeah. 
So it's at the bottom. You asked me to include that. Yes. And um, that's the first 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 piece that our director sees, and 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 when we start the coordination to get the the murals, that's the first one we go after. And so it was sitting in the museum by its lonesome. Wow. For a couple of weeks until we were able to get up with other folks and get the other murals that you see there now. Uh, but we were going to do something with that. And uh, matter of fact, we even did a Zoom. So if you go on greensborohistory.org or visit the museum, um, you can see the exhibit. But if you go on greensborohistory.org, we did get a 3D capturing of it. So you can walk through online just as if you were walking in there in person. So oh, wow. Wherever you see a monitor in person, yeah. online, you'll see that same monitor. You click this little red button, it plays the same video. Okay. So the video of you and and um, Bright Future and her dad, uh, Kevin Green and Marshall Lakes, and led by myself, that's that's online okay. as well. So you can see that conversation that we had. Um, so um, it's, it's just life-changing. And so how did seeing her, you've touched on it a little bit, how did seeing uh, this young lady and her bright-eyed future for what America could be uh, helped define the entire moment for you or the entire movement for you. That, she, that, that one, she's a game-changer, and two, that we are a game-changer. Mm-hmm. Um, it's sad, but it's good that this picture can go viral. Wow. A black man with dreads with a little bright future white girl it's so mind blowing. Mm. Why? Oh, because we're still living in a system, racist system. We're still living in a sick America KKKA. We're still living in that. Even though some things have changed, bills and laws have changed, people's minds haven't changed. Mm. So what needs to happen with this right here is that that means we need to start with these young kids like Bright Future and teach them what they need to do in life, meaning love one another, show care for one another, look at a person about for their heart and what they can give to your community, not because of the color of their skin, but look at who they are and say, hey, man, I'm going to love you for who you are. And so, and you said, excuse me, you said off mic that, you know, it proved to you that racism still is exists. Taught. It's taught. It's taught, yeah. Right. Yeah, right. It shows me that she's taught by her father, Mike, that love everybody. You know, you can tell what's going on in people's homes. And I and I big shout out to him and I commend him for what he's doing in his home with two kids, a single father, showing his kids what's right and what's wrong. You know, I commend him for allowing his daughter to still walk this journey with us because people are people have told me, man, you better stop being with that little that little bright future white girl. Cause you know they gonna do this and do that to you. I said, well, they have to do it to you. I'm dead to the world if I don't do it. So mm-hmm. I, I'm not gonna be dead to the world and, and don't do it. I'm gonna be dead to the world and do it. Mm-hmm. Cause I'm gonna pass the truth. I'm gonna pass. I gotta pass the torch. I mm-hmm. gotta pass the baton. However you want to look at it. You're not gonna just put fear in me and say, man, you this may happen to where it's gotta happen. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I shouldn't have to get those type of threats if I'm with a little white girl or with helping change lives. Mm-hmm. You still keep in contact with the family? Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. We um. I've, I've seen them in about two months, but we text though. I text mm-hmm. them for Father's Day and I check in on her. Yes, that's, I'm going to always keep up with this little young lady because she changed my life but more. Uh, not, now that I changed her life, she changed me. She she helped me a lot more to, to really say, you know what? 
we're going to get to where we need to be. Mm. And that's what, it's, that's what it's showing me, that if we can help these youth learn how to love and how to give and how to wrap their loving arms around everybody. You see it in elementary school. They don't know a color. They love everybody in Head Start Elementary School. It ain't till they get older that the parents tell them, don't do this and don't do that. Mm-hmm. It starts in our elementary school. So we start teaching these right things in elementary school, we'll have a better society. But when you start teaching it in elementary school to hate, to not do this and not do that, to sectioning people off, that's why we have what we got going on in these communities now. Okay. And so I see why I think you were in Graham when – when Reverend Drum Wright, mm-hmm. were, you, were, you, were you in town? Were you with him when that happened? They got pepper Graham? sprayed? Right. No, I was with him the night before we was up here marching with Brianna, oh, not Brianna Taylor, excuse me, George Ford's niece mm-hmm. and brother to the uh, A&T to the polls. Okay. We had a successful, we kneeled eight minutes and 46 seconds right there in front of the old YMCA, got into A&T. And, and of course, now we know it was nine minutes and 29 nine seconds. 20, yeah. 846 is what we thought. And it turns out it was nine minutes nine and 29. 27, yeah. So, uh, so you were there. and But then when that thing jumped off closer to home in Graham, I think I saw you. Yeah, I've been there. Yeah, I've been with uh, Graham, uh, my Alamance crew. Shout out to them. Mm-hmm. Woo-woo. Um, I was not that day, that day because um, – I coach little league football, so I had a football game. I'm mm-hmm. obligated to be for football. And right. pick between rally or football, so I had to go football. <laughs> so I was I missed that. But then the next week, when we hit the streets again, because they was pushed back when they got pepper sprayed, we went in the streets. We did not have a permit. We walked the sidewalks. Okay, and I want to talk about High Point for a second, and uh, just giving particulars as you know it, and trying to stay away from your perception of, of things, uh, only because I don't have any opposing views here. So, but discuss what led up to your activism in High Point uh, with the case of Freddie Cox. Ah, man. <laughs> you know, my mood, my mood changed on that oh. one. Um, now, we're Greensboro, I, but I'm touching on High Point. Yeah. So, well, well, let me ask you this. Where is, go ahead. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. What brought your interest in that case once you learned about it? What made you... <laughs> Two things. Fred was at a funeral. For a while, you no, know, ten days in the paper it said that Fred was killed by a gang. Gangs did uh gang arrival shooting or whatever. So it was a whole gang, gang, gang thing. He was in mm-hmm. a gang, gangs did the shooting, gang shot him. Five, ten days later, we find out that murderer Michael Shane Hill killed him. The detective from Davidson County killed him. Okay. Murdered him at the church. All right. And so once you you heard that just through people, through the news or through people you well, had? I'm, I'm, I'm tight with a few people in High Point. Okay. Uh, there were some brothers that I deal with. We uh, we on United Black Men for Change um, platform. So I found out some information from them, you know, and I've been hearing, you know, because my ears in the streets, the street term, mm-hmm. um, about it. And then I was like, oh, okay, I mean, let me find out about this. And so you became active. And so you're out there, from, you were there on June 5th. I saw you uh, with the big rally they had this past weekend, mm-hmm. I'm going to ask you about. Um, but you just 
been a mission of yours just to keep that out there, keep the pe- keep people aware of what happened. Because it hasn't garnered as much attention. We have our own George some, Floyd. Mm-hmm. The narrative was painted, like I stated earlier, he, he was shot by a gang and he was in a gang. And at the end of the day, he's a human being. I don't care, Leo, that's... And then he had a gun. Let me rephrase me say that too. I don't care if he was in a gang and he had a gun. I don't care less about that. He had three guns. He should not be dead. Mm. Fred died, was murdered, murdered, saving two people, Miss Vivian and her son Tavares. Fred's body was found in the church. But this should show you the system. They ain't that uproar about that because. They don't want this type of stuff. Mm. All right. Uh, and so what about the rally last week? Uh, we had – who was here? I know uh, – Oh, man. It was oh, last I week might in some names. Yeah. So let me give you an attorney. It was uh, – shout out to Reverend John Wright for uh, organizing a lot of this stuff. Big shout out to other organizers that have done the stuff in the back, in the back too. Um, attorney Romanucci, attorney Ben Crump. And our local attorney, big shout out to Jason Keith, woo woo, um, was there. A couple other local attorneys, one of the attorneys uh, um, on Andrew Brown's case, mm-hmm. and an attorney that's on Fred Cox's case, my classmate Ashley, uh, was there. So let me get those out of the way. So we try to keep mm-hmm. uh, families, Andrew Brown's family, um, say his name, Andrew Brown. Uh, Deontay Wright's sister, say his name, Deontay Wright. Uh, Marcus Smith. Mm-hmm. Mom and pops there. That's the Greensboro case. Smith. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't think I'm missing any names of there. Was uh, Brianna uh, Taylor? Brianna Taylor. Brianna. They supposed to have been there. I don't. I don't know exactly. I didn't. Okay. It, things got to getting busy. But they supposed to have been there. Maude Arby's family praying for them. They was in a car wreck. So mm-hmm. shout out that um, pray, sending prayers there and um, say his name, Maude Arby. So their family was there. Uh, standing with Tanika Shannon and their families. Um, okay. A lot of value information was gave. A lot mm-hmm. of things about just stuff that's been trying to be swept up under the rug. But we would not allow this to go up under the rug. We would not allow murderer Shane, Michael Shane Hill not to be charged. D.A. Avery Crump needs to do her job. She was voted in to do a job that she needs to do. Not voted in to take our lies away from us. Not voted in to tell lies, not vote them in to keep doing this watered-down system. She caused a death after this. Fred's dead passed three days later after this. Mm. How was the crowd on Saturday? crowd was nice. Okay. Well, I say nice, we don't need uh, thousands of people. I'd rather, it said, God said, with two or three guys, I'm in the midst. Mm-hmm. I'd rather have a handful of genuine people who want to fight for Fred's life than a thousand people worried about this and worried about that. I need genuine people out here on this fight. That's what I am. People try to pull me away from this case. Well, you need to tread light on this. We don't need to worry about it because it's gang. Man, this man's a human being. He left back two wonderful kids and a wonderful mother and a wonderful family. Heard nothing but great things about this young man. This young man's life matters. Fred is a hero. Fred shouldn't be dead. This man said he saw him with a gun. Where's the gun? The shots were being shot from the other side of the church. Mm. 70 rounds rung out. Nobody else hit by a bullet. Maybe one vehicle supposedly hit by a bullet, they say, and the camera not working on that side of the church. So so what's next? Continue to fight. Every Friday in High Point or wherever we have to be, we'll be at his job, his wife's job, 
Avery Crump's job, Avery Crump's neighborhood, disrupting them. I got a mother that can't sleep. And that's Fred's mother for the last seven months. Can't rest. So why should Avery Crump and Mike, murderer Michael Shane here rest? So whatever we got to do to cause, make some good trouble, we're going to do it. Um, hopefully send, we send this thing back up the flagpole. Um, that the Avery Crump needs to go downstairs and press charges on Michael Shane here. Uh, like DA, uh, not DA, um, attorney Romanucci and Crump said, we're going to do all we got to do. We're about to fight like hell. Now it's time to fight. Now it's time city members who know the things they need to do stuff to get ju- accountability. We never get justice, but accountability for Fred Cox. Fred shouldn't be dead. Now, what's your, what's your end goal for our, our communities with all this work, with all this and activism? That, I can't say end. I would say continuous goals because mm-hmm. I don't want it to never end. I don't want what me, you, and him accomplish with this podcast or with anything we do in our community end. I want it to be continued to go. So short term is that we get more people. Long term is people continue this fight to go on. So it can't be just a, all right, we got this and we are all right. I started symbolic things like June 10th approved. I don't care about that. I need this social injustice to stop. I need this to stop in our communities. You want some policies in that? Yes. Yes. Like the policy that they could pick a grand jury to say yes or no for this man if he's a murderer. That's crazy. Well, unfortunately, we've run out of time. Uh, But good thing is we might have to bring you back. (laughs) Well, man, shout out to y'all, man. And like I stated, I I apologize to cut y'all. But on Fridays, (laughs) we're fighting for Fred. North Main Street in High Point. Please come out, man, on Fridays. Fight for Fred every Friday. July the 13th, we ain't spending a dime on his birthday. If you, if, I hope you can if you care about you care about accountability. Don't spend a dime. Now, North Main is a long street now. It well, we ain't going to rally the whole street. We're just going to stand at a certain spot till you see Do you know us. where? I, I, I see you the information. Okay. Uh, yeah, just send it to me. Just send it to me. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, just drive north. We have South Main and North Main. I think once you pass East Chester... It becomes North Main, so just keep going till you see a bunch of folks. Yeah, doing good, getting into good trouble. Good trouble. Mm-hmm. Well, look, Pastor Harris, Michael Harris, thank you for joining us on History Notes. We'll bring you back to talk about um, how things have developed, including the case in High Point, Freddie Cox case, and then all of your your other work. And we wish you uh, Godspeed, his safety, and his covering, and uh, continued success in your work. Appreciate it, likewise, and God bless you and um, the Greensboro Museum, man, for. Um Doing what y'all doing, man, to open people's eyes, man, and help people. And they, like you said, it's Zoom. They can see. You ain't got to come out. You can stay at home and watch it. So that's mm-hmm. a good thing, man. Y'all, y'all changing lives. You know, with our work that we do in our communities, it, it, this is not just going to be in these years. It'll be time right. to live on. People can always see this work that you uh, brought up and you put together, you and your staff. So appreciate well, that. That's the reason we do it. You know, yeah. we want folks generations from now to be yeah. able to pull this up. They might see it and say, I remember when he was in uh, Reedsville and High Point in Greensboro. <laughs> now he's in D.C., <laughs> right, right. Chicago. And then we'll say, well, I can say I had him first. We want history. No <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh, thank you. And then shout out to Press Play Studios for uh, making the space for us here. Yeah. And uh, just join us next time. We're going to continuously do the work, talk about the community. And we're going to focus on history happening now. Not just things that happened 10, 20, 50 years ago, but uh, the important moments that are making an impact now that are life-sustaining. So until next time, it's been Rodney Dawson on History Notes. 
You've been listening to History Notes, a product of the Education Department of the Greensboro History Museum. Just as you visited for this podcast, continue to go to www.greensborohistory.org and select the Discover and Learn tab to listen again or learn more about many other subjects. We also invite you to follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. And please stop by the museum when you can. We're located at 130 Summit Avenue, Greensboro. Hours vary, so visit our website or call 336-373-2043 for details. Once again, thank you, and keep tuning in to History Notes.